Well, hello everyone listening. Hello, Alive Youth. It is great to uh, see you this morning. We hope you enjoyed church. And um, we are joined by two very special guests for our podcast today. We are joined by Stuart and Irene Bell. Stuart and Irene, hello. How are you doing? Well, I'm great Hi. to see you. Good. We're doing good. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Um, we're going to be talking about hope. We're on our third episode of our hopeful, th- hopeful series. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, but before we get into our topic today, uh, where we uh, sort of pick out the Bible verses and talk about hope, uh, we'd love just to do a bit of a what everyone calls small talk and just have a bit of a chat. So we'd love to know how you guys are doing. How's lockdown been for, for you guys? Uh, have you got any funny stories about what's happened over the last 10 weeks or so? It'll be longer now, it'll be 13 weeks, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah we'd love to hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah, you can start, Irene, I think. Yeah, well, lockdown's um, interesting, isn't it? Um, different for diff- for everybody. I mean, there's just the two of us here, so um, it's just been the two of us for 10 to 12 weeks. So isolated, Isolated. Lonely. So I've um, uh, had to cut Stuart's hair, uh, which is once was good second time was a disaster sort of like a couple of holes appeared in the top of his hair which i don't know how it happened um we were doing filming for um the stuff that's you know stuart speaking and things and uh amazing holder to put your phone in a clicker to start it and stop it but when you're getting out of the holder you can touch the wrong things and um, I actually called, no, Stuart actually called the emergency services. A horrible, loud, grating noise came on the phone and a voice said, emergency, which service do you require? So we stood there like naughty children, no, not knowing what to do, so we just switched the phone off. Um, and then we had to sit down and be very spiritual and record a thing for communion for the Sunday. Um, so we've had like interesting, tense moments that we then laughed about afterwards, but like just thought... This is ridiculous. Yeah, nobody would have known the <laughs> behind the scenes picture. And of course, Irene says, don't uh, bow your head because then people <laughs> see, see the, the, holes in the, top. the holes in the top of your head. This is actually a wig that I've got <laughs> on the uh, Not quite, but it's, um, but uh, there's a verse in scripture for this, which is, and Samson's hair began to grow. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sums it up yeah so i had sort of gave him a little trim yesterday but i, I only go around the sides i dare go near the top now what, what do you think guys is it is it yeah, I think, well, I think the, the hairdresser of mary he has who i call precious mary because there is nobody <laughs> understands Stuart's hair like mary so um as soon as she he gets back to her i think she's gonna look and go I don't know what I'm going to do with this. She may refuse to cut my hair. (laughs) Well, I know know where you should go if she does refuse, because Nick, you're now the expert, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've just launched. If you name your price, price, Nick, we could do a bit of bartering on that one. All right, yeah. I'm sure we'll do a good deal. I'm sure we'll do a good deal. Shut up to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, hey, well, um, one thing that I've been absolutely loving is seeing um, your lockdown cookery videos on your Instagram. You need to know, Nick, we are famous across the earth. <laughs> there, there, are, there are people that have watched it across America. And last, uh, yesterday we were on a, a Zoom call with some people from HTB and, you know, they were talking about really serious things. And then as we're introducing ourselves, they said, the, the lady said, Oh, and by the way, we really loved your fish pie. <laughs> fish pie. So we're out there, 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. And um, if you can uh, recommend any other things, we'll attempt them. Well, it's funny you should say that actually, because we've spoken to a few people. Um, so we recorded a podcast episode with Jonas Isles, who is of course our location pastor in Grantham. And um, yeah. he suggested a um, beef and red wine ragu, I think. Yeah, well, that should be quite simple for, for, <laughs> for a professional. <laughs> so yeah, we, we can have a go at anything. If you'd let me know what a ragu is, we'll do it. <laughs> the, the big question if it's is... a good name for bollocks, you know, sort of bolognese sauce or something, we can just throw that together very easily. But if that's the challenge, we can do it. Amazing, yeah. I mean, so the big question is, are you going to carry on with this post-lockdown? Is this going to be a Stuart and Irene Bell thing that just goes on for the rest of time? It could, it could last way into our old age, because <laughs> the problem is when you've got a fan base of this size, guys, you, you, <laughs> you've just got to go with it, haven't you? And, uh, you know, people... People who were mal into malnutrition have been resourced and blessed by our simple recipes. And, oh. you know, the earth is being blessed because we've done this. Mm. What more could we do? I, mean, we, I know. Do we see, like, TV shows and, like, contracts coming oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, all, all things are possible, the scriptures <laughs> say. Come on. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Come on. Well, talking about lockdown as well, do, do you um, guys feel like you've learned any like specific things about yourselves or about faith and things like that over these sort of 12 weeks? We've talked to a lot of people and everyone sort of says, yeah, there's revelations we've had. So we're wondering uh, what you guys have, have sort of learned that could maybe inspire or give a bit of wisdom to our young people. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, for me personally, day one, I, I always felt that in the first phase, because we didn't know what was going to happen, did we? In that first phase, you know, with coronavirus, harm people, etc. I determined from day one of lockdown that uh, my exercise day would start early in the morning, early-ish in the morning. And uh, I would do a, a prayer. I started with a prayer run until my leg gave way somewhat. So I'm now in a prayer walk. And what I felt, God say, was to create an umbrella of, <laughs> of prayer over all of our relationships and all of our friendships. So what I do, and I've done this for 10 weeks now every day, is, is in my prayer time. I've, I've started with family, praying God's protection over family. Then I go to wider family. Then I go to all of our locations, pray for our location pastors by name, all of you guys. And then uh, I pray for ground level connections by name. And uh, it's been good for my memory because one of the things that I've struggled with as I've got older is remembering names. So I've been praying for all these people, firstly local, then all the location guys, then ground level, then national leaders that I've been connecting with quite a lot in this period, and then international leaders as well. So many, many names. And I felt so for me, my prayer life in that dimension has been en enhanced a lot. I've also um, managed to do in between loads of Zoom calls and stuff a, a tremendous lot of reading. So I've read lots of books, um, watched lots of things, and I think uh, Irene, you've um, uh, you were saying how um, during this time there, there was something you were saying to me about what <laughs> I, I, you, I, I said I've forgotten names, and now I've forgotten what well, I was I going said, to ask her. But yeah. uh, over to you, Irene. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think in in times like this you 
you have to realize where your hope ultimately lies and it has to be in God because when you're going out every day, you're meeting people, you're, um, cause I'm, cause I'm furloughed as well. Um, you know, uh, mixing with people face to face, then suddenly it becomes, you're furloughed, so you're not doing the things. But then I text people because I care. That's so, what I was going to so say. Is that what you were going to I say? I was going to say, <laughs> Irene, from day one, has, has thought, Lord, show me if there's anybody I need to send yeah. a word to, send a gift to, yeah. text. She's faithfully done that yeah. for years. And, and that's I, what I meant to say. That's what you meant to say. And I think that, for me, um, is a natural thing I do anyway. But because of being confined and other people being confined, that has been um, one of the big things. And um, I didn't shop on Amazon very much before, but it has become my new best friend because, you know, because you can't go out and deliver things, then I've been able to send things via Amazon to people just as a little gift. Um, and also, you know, you know, like your hope and your trust is in God because I love family and grandchildren. And of course, that has been really restricted to facetimes um and that's been hard to say that uh, you've not been able to hug them and kiss them and squeeze them and so she has to kiss me on a daily basis which is really hug and quite kiss something. and squeeze Stuart yeah. instead yeah, it's really something <laughs> well to be fair we we played some of your grandchildren on fever haven't we nick and um yeah. I, I i only managed to draw actually did you beat any of them yeah i, I did actually beat mackie four three um not to you know put anything but yeah we, we, well, we have actually heard about it <laughs> because we we heard the ones that they beat you with. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, yeah. the ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Matthew and Trenton both beat our team member Ricky Carr, so they'll be talking about that one a lot. Yeah. yeah oh, uh, yeah. I heard they were playing Ricky. Yeah. So I didn't know how it had gone, but yeah, they'll be very happy. Yeah. So I think we are. We've learned quite a few lessons. The other thing that I've been honoured to do is uh, connect with lots of national leaders in mm -hmm. forums. Um, where, you know, I've had the privilege of meeting with key church leaders across the nation. And when you do that, you get the bigger picture stuff. Yeah. And so shortly in church, we're going to have some national voices. You know, I felt to do all, uh, in the first season to give a bit of clarity to the teaching and take us through the first phase. But as we move forward, I want other voices to be heard and, and so already I've got one or two people lined up for Sunday talks. So Gavin Calver has said he'll do one uh, and uh, Andy Hawthorne. And we're asking one or two men and women that um, will take part on our Sunday together with uh, the voices of our location pastors mm. in the mix as well. And of course, we've learned, haven't we, how to use media far more and... Um, you know, loads of stuff. The Sunday's material is brilliant. brilliant. Our media team have done a great job and we've been forced into that. So those are the positives of lockdown, I think, as well as the cookery. Yeah, definitely. Great stuff. Now, you mentioned uh, books. I wonder real quickly, is there um, anything you've read or that you've got that you could recommend to our young people quickly? Uh, well, for young people, these are a little bit of a, a big call because I read a, a history of churches across Lincolnshire, which was a huge volume, and I read it, every page of it because I was fascinated about the history of the church 
across Lincolnshire. And I don't think many young people will be really very excited at that. The <laughs> second thing I did was uh, I read a thick thing, a thick book by Martin Lloyd-Jones on, um, on the Sermon on the Mount. And again, it's a thick book. So perhaps, perhaps not, um, those books wouldn't perhaps be the most exciting for, for people that don't read that much. But I, um, I do think that, um, uh, let me think, I've, I've got a book over here actually um, that I've read. It might not be in print now, but Bob Mumford, uh, who uh, was a great Bible teacher, Bob Mumford. I don't know if you'd even get this because I think it was self-published. But again, this is, uh, it's uh, the bottom. It's called The King and You, Freedom in Character, Conduct and Influence. And again, it's on the Sermon on the Mount. So I think that what I've done um, in this period is read a lot about how did Jesus do it and what did Jesus teach. Interspersed with John Grisham. Interspersed with John Grisham, yeah. I've read a couple of good novels as well. Because <laughs> I think it's really it's a really wise thing to have a breadth of, of reading. Yeah. So if you, if you just read one type of subject, you can, it can be a bit laborious. <clears throat> so I threw in a couple of novels yeah. uh, as well. Yeah, I think I've some uh, about six or seven really quite thick books. So I've impressed myself with that. I've enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. That's great. Um, hey, well, we want to um, talk about hope today. And um, I wonder if I can just read a scripture out to everyone listening. Um, so I'm going to read from Romans 5, verse 3 to 5. And then um, we'll just unpack a couple of questions with you guys um, and talk about that. Um, so it says this, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So I guess the, the first question we want to talk about is, um, there's, there's a process of getting to hope, but also hope's not necessarily a destination. So, so how do we go on that journey of um, process of getting hope and then living with that and sort of, uh, how do we go on that journey day to day? Uh, firstly, I'd like to commend you for going in this direction because I was on a Zoom call with some national leaders and one of them said, the problem often with the evangelical and charismatic churches, we don't have a theology of suffering. Mm. So everything's brilliant, everything's awesome, everything's fantastic, when actually we know in life that's not the whole truth. Yeah. So you have to have an ability to be able to walk <laughs> through days of suffering not seeing them as, um, you know, uh, always negative, because God turns suffering days around in amazing ways. And of course, the heart of our gospel message is the suffering of Christ who turned the cross into victory. Mm. So for me, the hope message is, is carrying both dimensions. And I think I've mentioned this once or twice. There's a word that sums up how we should feel today, and it's the word lament. So the Psalms are filled with lament. It's carrying people's sorrows. Now we've in many ways in Alive been protected from this virus, but there are churches and church leaders we've spoken to who've had to you know, bury people and all mm. of those sad things and suffering as a reality. And you can't just, you know, in that context, rush on with life. So you've got to have a, a lament where you carry sorrow, but also hope 
where you know that actually ultimately God is sovereign mm. and all things do in time work together for good but often it's it's life in the bit you don't understand and I've always thought of it like this the kingdom has come the kingdom of God has come when Jesus stepped into the world and said the kingdom of God is at hand the kingdom of God God's rule has come and every day something new happens uh, the blind eyes get get opened or a person comes to faith or someone finds Jesus on an alpha course the kingdom is coming but we all know that the kingdom hasn't come in its fullness yet all of our prayers don't seem to be answered and sometimes our prayers are answered as no which means we have to carry suffering and hope in the same package mm. and I agree with you I don't think it's you know um, we're in suffering now and we're in hope tomorrow. I think we have a kind of a tram line where there's good and bad going together. You can see it in the church at the moment. There's a lot of bad stuff, a lot of bad stuff in our nation at the moment and the nations of the world, but there's a lot of good stuff as well. Yeah. And I think it's being able to distinguish and get a perspective and then also to read the end of the book. If we're talking about what books we should be reading, of course, it's the Bible because at the end of the book, you find a church that has actually walked into hope where, you know, every tongue, every tribe, every nation, spotless lamb, a picture of spotless bride, the lamb of God, you know, and a church that is yet to come. And our hope is in the fact that Jesus, his kingdom is coming now, but ultimately all things will be made new. And that's what we carry, an expectation. And we realize this life is pretty fragile, pretty short, and therefore we're building for eternal things. And that's our hope. Our hope is in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's quite a few years ago. We, we were in a situation where it, it was a difficult time. You just wanted somebody to give you a glimmer. And we saw, I saw this verse, um, can't remember it's from now, where it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. If in a time of difficulty and struggle and darkness, you can look into the Bible, you can find a word and say, this is a time of lament, but let's look for a verse of hope. A verse of hope will fill the heart with cheer, will spur you on to keep going on, um, yeah. carry on. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And um, I think, like Stuart, you've touched on it, like the, the world is kind of going through a bit of suffering right now in lots of different respects. Um, and I, I guess um, in a more practical sense, how, what are the kind of key things we can do to persevere, to keep going um, when the world around us is, is suffering at the moment? Yeah, I mean, all through this, I've talked about there being two stories. There's the, the lockdown story of virus and hurt and suffering, and there's the story of God almost locked in with him. And I, I think, practically speaking, and Jesus makes this really very practical and simple in many ways, love God, love people. And I, I actually think that if we can do certain mm -hmm. practical things of devotional life, where prayer becomes meaningful, where we're genuinely reading the Bible, mm. not just for messages for others, but for, for the word of God to uh, come into our hearts, where we are caring for people, where we're observing our neighbours and friends. We've noticed the shift that takes place, you know, when you're walking out 
we find ourselves, we're talking to people a lot more. Socially distanced. Socially distanced, <laughs> of course. Uh, but the birds are singing, we can hear them. You know, that uh, this period, that there, uh, there are some advantages. And I think, I think the practical things we can do is change the narrative where instead of feeling, you know, sorry for ourselves, we, we think of the needs of others. We think of those that are worse off than us. And practically speaking, I think, you know, what we're trying to do is let people know we love them, mm. uh, let people know that we're working with, we support them, uh, mm. be available to help those that are vulnerable and in need, um, support things like food bank, make sure that, you know, people's needs are getting met, endorse people, permission givers for goodness, you know, and let, let it practically work out on the ground where we live with our friends, neighbours and colleagues. Mm. Super, I guess um, the, the next part of the, of the verse, if you're going to verse four, after we talked about perseverance, is this idea of character. Um, so I'd love us, uh, if you could just take us through, what, what does that mean by character? And then practically, how do we actually make sure that we're developing that sort of, the sort of character that we want to develop? Well, I often think of the two words, character and charisma. Character is more to do with fruit and charisma is more to do with gift. So when we think of charismatic people, they're really gifted people, you know, they're great speakers, orators, or they do things well. Whereas when we think of character, we think of the fruit of a person's life. And the interesting thing is gifts are given by God instantly, you know, ask and you'll receive. So God can give us gifts in a moment of time, but fruit takes time to grow. And by that, of course, in, in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the spirit, which actually, if you boil it down, is really the character of Christ, how you live. So when we talk about character, I would talk about developing the fruit of the spirit as we walk in relationship with the Holy Spirit then things that don't come naturally begin to grow in our lives and it takes time. So patience, kindness, goodness, you know, self-control. These are fruit of the spirit. And the thing with charisma, you can have a gift in a moment of time. Somebody can be really gifted, but the same person can be very weak in character. Mm. And therefore character takes time to grow. And that's why perseverance is very important. You've just got to keep mm. going doing the things you know to be right, even when you don't feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. So character is developed. Perseverance happens when you just plain do the things that are right every day and feelings then follow. And some people get this wrong. They think, I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like going to church today. I don't feel like. Character says, no, I'm going to persevere, even if I don't feel like it. I'm going to do what I know to be right. I'm going to be governed by God's word and God's weight. And I've got to learn what is pleasing to the Holy Spirit. And I, that's the way I view it. And I think character and perseverance take a lifetime. So we remain learners all of our lives. Yeah. You know, we've been at this for years, but we haven't made it yet. We're hopefully developing more. The fruit of the spirit develops and um, I would rather meet a person with the character of Christ, and you'll know people, they just kind of ooze a, a way of living that reminds you of Jesus. I'd rather be known as that 
than a highly gifted, charismatic figure. Mm. Though, of course, as you're looking at me now, you know I am. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he said uh, jokingly. <laughs> yeah, that's wicked. Um, yeah, and I think uh, you're absolutely right. It's a long-term thing, isn't it? It's not just a short-term um, thing that we, we can attain quickly, which I think maybe our young people aren't used to. We're not used to the long-term thing because everything yeah. is at our fingertips. So, um, yeah. And I also, I would, add, I would add, though, don't make that an excuse by saying, well, I'll not be like this until I'm older or whatever. Mm. So we're all growing daily in the fruit and fruit grows and fruit blossoms and, and some parts of the fruit of the spirit develop and other bits you, you have to work on harder. Some people, mm. you know, like when the sun shines and, the, and there's rain, fruit grows really quite quickly. And in certain parts of our lives, as we relate in church and stuff, you see change remarkably quickly. I mean, when I think of people who've recently given testimony about being on an alpha course, and they've only been Christians for a couple of years, and I'm listening to them talking, I'm thinking, this is fantastic. These people have been transformed and changed. Yeah. So character comes really quickly and blossoms. But for all of us, it is a longer thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the fruitfulness is how much are we willing to yield our whole lives. And I think some of the long-term stuff where we don't really see any change is partly because we're still self-pleasing and we've not yielded. And I think, you know, you can see it in children. If you put Jesus first, you begin to flourish very quickly and you see the fruit of the spirit comes quite quickly. Mm. You're frozen. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've still got your audio, luckily, but yeah, we we're both kind of frozen on the screen, but it's all right. But to be it fair, was that... like, was I frozen as I spoke. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, guys, we want to say thank you so much uh, for giving up your uh, time to come and speak to us today. We really appreciate it, and we really just want to honour you and say thank you for all you're doing in this season and before yeah. it, and what will come after. Uh, we really appreciate your leadership and wisdom, and thank you so much for sharing some of that with our young people today uh, Nick before we go can you tell us what our young people can be looking forward to this week I can Matt um, so this week we've got our connect groups which are all across the week across all locations and we have our stream on Friday night as normal starting at 7 30 and you can connect with us on our Instagram which is at we are alive youth one thing left to say Matt we love you and, and there's, there's nothing, nothing you, you can, can do, do about, about it. it see you later Thanks guys.